All right, listen, before we get into the episode, it ain't no updates like that. I just want to say we about to get into this interview with Ayana Young. Uh, she going crazy with the Airbnbs. She left her job to start a credit repair business. So, you know, obviously, if you're trying to start a credit repair business or you're trying to get your business to the next level, pay attention to the episode. And if you get value from everything she's saying, anything she's saying, I'm pretty sure you are. Definitely, you know, reach out to her, uh, send her a DM on IG. Let her know you heard her on the Cat Podcast. And, you know, just welcome her. It's been a minute since we did a guest interview, so I just want us to continue to, you know, welcome the guests that we have on the podcast. So with that being said, y'all enjoy the episode. Before we get into the episode, too, congratulations to all the new mentees that got in on the Cat Credit Retire 9 to 5 mentorship program, the Black Friday sale we did. Um, we actually running back the Black Friday sale again on the 11th of November. But it's going to be higher. It's not going to be the $100. So if you want to get on the list, text Black Friday as one word to 914-353-4741. Black Friday as one word to 914-353-4741. Enjoy the episode. All right, listen, if you didn't know, I have a mentorship. The Cat Credit Retire Your 9 to 5 Mentorship. It's a three-week self-paced course, walks you through how to sue debt collectors and the CRAs and win successfully, how to build a profitable credit business, and how to structure your business correctly, right? So you don't get sued, so you don't just get in trouble. So if you don't like your nine to five, or if you're just looking to make extra money, if you want a community, let's say you're going through litigation, you have certain questions, we got a whole Facebook community as well. Text the word mentorship to 914-353-4741 to get tapped in with us. Mentorship to 914-353-4741. Keep in mind, this was a $2,500 investment. You can get the replays for much, much cheaper. Text the word mentorship to 914-353-4741. Enjoy the episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. As Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, we got a special guest on this episode. I got a young entrepreneur, Ayana. I'm going to read her bio and then we're going to get straight into it. So Ayana Young, she's a 23-year-old young and motivated serial entrepreneur. So she, you know, she's doing a lot. Her yes. journey started uh, two and a half years ago when she quit her job working for Chase Bank and she started her own credit business where she teaches the importance and power of credit. And she also helps people build and repair their own credit. She was able to leverage the cash flow from that business and invest it into three short-term rental properties where she was able to make 54000 in just half a year. Yes. Now she takes all of her experiences and knowledge and teaches whomever she comes in contact with how they can do it too. Welcome to the podcast, Ayana. How you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm great. Good, 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 good. So you got a lot going on over there, you know, 23, serial yes. entrepreneur. Yes. Um, Credit is obviously important. Before we even get into like the Airbnb, the credit, all that, can you tell us like who is Ayana? You know, maybe your upbringing, all that. Okay. All right. So Ayana, um, Ayana has interesting backstory. So my mom, she had me at 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
from since 16, it was just me and my mom. Um, we've lived in shelters. Um, I've literally watched my mom struggle and work hard all her entire life um, to get where she's at. Where, and she's not even where she wants to be, but from statistically, she's not even supposed to be where she's at. And her daughter is damn sure not supposed to be where she's at. Um, so, you know, all my life watching my mom work as hard as she did. And I always tell people, like, I always knew that we, we didn't have a lot of money, but I never really knew what I was missing out on. Mm. And that's a good and bad thing. I'm um, good as a child because I knew we didn't have a lot of money, but my mom always made it happen. Always made it happen. Um, and then as an adult, you know, I'm experiencing new things. I'm learning new things. Like, wow, my mom had none of this knowledge and, you know, none of this knowledge was taught to me as a child. And it's so crazy how much in hindsight, I think I actually did miss out on. So, yeah. um, but I would never regret it because that really made me who I am. It, it drives the hustle in me. It drives the ambition in me. Um, you know, most 23 year olds you meet, are most definitely not in the position I'm in. And um, that's not because of luck. It's just hard work and dedication. So um, definitely shout out to my moms. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Are you an only child or? I am not. So my mom actually has another child. Uh, my brother, he is seven years younger than me. Um, that's my little boy. That's my little bro. So just okay. um, him. And then on my father's side, I have lots of siblings. Papa was a rolling stone. Lots of siblings over there. <laughs> okay, okay. Are you from New York or? I'm from Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. And I, right know, now, I knew I heard that accent. So I knew I heard somewhere something. <laughs> okay. I'm from Jersey. I just moved down to Charlotte. Um, oh. Literally in September. So two months ago, I just moved down here. Oh, bet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how did you actually get into credit? Because you're saying that, you know, your mom had all these struggles and things like that. So right. Get I was never taught about it. I never knew okay. about credit at all. Um, I never knew how the importance of credit. You know, I honestly didn't learn probably until I turned about 18. Um, and that's because I was hired at Citibank um, and I was a teller there for two years. But the type of person I'm, I am, like, I'm going to take every situation and learn from it, you know? So just yeah. being a teller, I learned a ton of information. You know, I would meet clients with these large uh, equity lines of credit and things like that. And I'm like, and they're, so they're living off of these equity lines of credit. I'm talking $750,000 lines of credit. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm a, I'm a yeah. very people's person. So, you know, I could easily ask my customers, how you do this or speak to them without them feeling offended like y'all in my business no yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a people's person so they will they would open up to me and I'm telling you I met millionaires I worked at Chase for two years I mean I worked at Citibank for two years and then Chase for a year mm -hmm. and within that three-year period I met millionaires like you know it's one thing to see and hear about people with millions of dollars but it's another thing to have them in front of you when you're looking in their bank account and 2.5 million three million dollars is sitting in the in the account Mm -hmm. Um, and that was like a, a big thing to me because it's like, wow, like these people are not just, you know, figments of my imagination or people you hear about in movies or are celebrities. These are everyday yeah. people walking yeah. around with millions of dollars in their account and half a million dollars in lines of credit. Uh -huh. Um, so from me seeing that, you know, I would ask questions. I would talk to them. I'm like, how y'all do this? Come on, give girls some, you know, and, and yeah, they yeah. honestly be open with me and tell me like, these are the things you have to do. These are the steps that you need to take. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so you just start out with this line of credit, then move uh -huh. on to that. And then these are the banks you need to do. Like they really broke it down to me and I'm talking lots and lots of customers. Um, so from then it was like, I, I learned so much. I started repairing on my own credit. It was, for me, it wasn't even repairing. I, I luckily I learned so young that when I started building my credit, um, I, I learned, or I was 18 when I, you know, when you're legally allowed to yeah. build credit. Yeah, yeah. And at that point I was working at the bank. So I really never had a chance to mess up my credit, thankfully. Mm -hmm. um, I never had a chance to mess up my credit. So from then it just started as building and building on it and building on it and building on it. So I'm 23 with a 750 credit score. Um, and 
doing in doing so I was like okay now let me work on maybe trying to help other people do the same thing and or repair and I, I got into that and then I start. I went and got certified I got board certified because nice. one thing about me um you know I could, it's one thing to say you know what you're doing but I want to know I want to really know what I'm doing so <laughs> I went and got board certified and then um I, I took like credit repair courses I took classes and stuff just to like really perfect my craft and I started doing it and it took off like within the first six months I was able to quit Chase mm. um and in doing so I <laughs> make I quit Chase and I never looked back at working a job I started doing that and one thing about me like when I'm when I'm making money I need to figure out the next thing to do with it so yeah um, from then I started to invest into my properties um and that's what I've been doing for the past six months having my properties so and I have my business my properties and yeah <laughs> And we're going to get into the Airbnb in a little bit. We're going a little bit too fast. So, okay. You started at city, then you went over to chase. What even got you into banking in the first place? Um, So I went to college for accounting. I didn't graduate. Oh, I, went to okay. I went to college for a year and a half. So like, even in high school, I knew I wanted to do something with finances. No, okay. I'm, I've always been a money's girl. Like I've always like, yeah, to the like back. you always knew you was going to get to the back. Right. You okay. know, I, right. I've been working since I was 14. My first job oh, I was able okay. to get at a, at a, um, at a city bank. I had at a city bank, I mean, not a city bank at a city okay. garden. It was like a summer camp. Yeah. Um, and that was my first job. And from then I fell in love with making my own money. And gotcha. you got to remember, I'm coming from a mom who she was at 20. She had my brother, she had my brother. She was what, 24. So, she, you know, a lot, and I, me and my mom talk about this a lot, but you know, when you're in a struggling situation and you kind of have more children and, you know, so that didn't help our situation become yeah. easier. It kind of became worse. She had another child to take care of. So um, making my own money, I was able to buy things that I didn't have to ask my mom for, or that she could tell me, no, I was able to make my own money. And from that point, it was like planted the seed. I'm like, how can I make more money? Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that, you know, was how to make more money, learn how money works. Mm -hmm. So I always knew that I wanted to do something with finance, like something with finance was going to be my future regardless. Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to work at a bank for a very long time. I honestly applied to like three before I got hired. Mm -hmm. I was so young. Nobody wanted to hire me. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, they, I was off. I had just turned 18. Like I actually I applied when I was 17. They were like, no, you have to wait till you're 18. I went back, applied to Wells Fargo when I was 18. They denied me. I applied to some local branch bank, denied me. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody's reason was like, you know, you're great, but you have no experience and you're 18. You're too young. You have no experience. So um, in Citibank, I, I walked in and I was myself how I always am and the lady just loved me and she hired me and that kind of got my foot into the door. So when I went to apply for Chase, it was like, you already have two years experience. Come on. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Definitely. I want to actually mention something. So a lot of people in life, they're just like, they'll consume information, consume information, but they won't actually take action. We got like Absolutely. damn near a hundred episodes of my podcast. I know some people listen, they don't take no action. I don't want people to sleep on the fact that you are working at this bank. You're asking people for information, information. You're not just sleeping on information. You made something out of the information. So can you speak about maybe the trait that made you do all that? Because I know that there has to be some discipline that you carried into your business as well. Like what made you like actually take action? Um, I Like I said, that just regardless, I always knew that I want to I wanna make it. And the thing is, we all tell ourselves we want to make it. We want to make yeah. it in like one day yeah. in life. But I yeah. understood that in order to make it, you got to do something to make it. You just can't yeah. say it and it's going to happen. Yeah. 
you yes. actually have to do something. You know what I'm saying? So my first step initially, I didn't even think as big as where I'm at now or even where mm-hmm. I'm going. I initially just wanted to be a banker. I was like, I want to, I knew I had to get into a bank to become a teller because you can't mm-hmm. be a banker without becoming a teller. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I need to get in as a teller. That's like, I, that's, that was my real thing. I wanted to be a banker. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to spend these two years here because that, that was a required time as well. You had to spend at least two years before you can be qualified as a banker. So I was like, I'm going to spend these two years here, learn what I need to learn, do what I need to do so that I can qualify as a banker. Um, mm-hmm. But working in the bank, and like I said, seeing what I've seen, it was like, there's no way I'm, I'm servicing people with millions of dollars in the account. And so I want to be a banker. And then I started to look at what the bankers actually make. <laughs> I was like, no, I want to be like them. I want to be like the person yeah. founder with these millions of dollars. Yeah. And I, and then it's so funny, my clients that I would, like, I would have people, I, they wouldn't even go to no other teller but me. Like I was their teller. Mm-hmm. They can't do the needs. And like, that's how close I became with my clients. Some of my, my clients, my late, like my older clients, she calls me her mom. mom she's my mom. After she used to tell me, and she took me out to dinner and she was one of like a very, a very, very wealthy lady. Like I would meet people like that. And my, my personality is so genuine. People just fall in love with me. So they yeah. want to see me win. So they would like, explain and break it down to me. This is what you need to do. This is where you need to be. Yeah, hello. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> this is where you need to do. This is what you need to do. And they would tell me all the time, like, you don't belong here. Like, mm-hmm. you don't belong behind that teledesk. Like, you're such a big personality. You could be doing so much more. Like, and mm-hmm. people, every job I've ever been in, they've always told me that. Every job. Every mm-hmm. job. They're like, mm-hmm. you don't belong here. I'm, I swear on my child, every job mm-hmm. I've ever been, they're like, you don't belong here. You need to be doing something bigger, something for your own. Like, you letting these people pay you pennies and you're, you could be making, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, so from them to like, just that, all of that and combined, it was like, I got, I, this is not where I belong. Like, this is not what I need to be doing. Yeah. I need to figure out something to be able to make my own income and grow where I don't have no um, boundaries, no borders. And what actually made me um, quit City in the first place was I spent the two years there, right? As a banker, I mean, as a teller. Uh-huh. And when it came time for me to qualify as a banker, my um, boss, would, she didn't, she had no reason. She just wouldn't. But she wouldn't, because uh, you have to go see, like, interview with another manager. But she wouldn't put the recommendation in. Oh, wow. And I felt like it was they, a, about race. I honestly felt like it was about race. There was no black yeah. bankers. I was the only black teller, let's be clear. I and was you, the only and you're probably the, one of the youngest ones, huh? One of the youngest. One of the youngest yeah. and the only right. African-American one. Yeah. So I felt like she felt, you should just be happy with your, where you're at. Yeah. And they yeah, used yeah. to tell me, I'm telling you, my job, they told me that they had never, and that the years that that branch has been open, she had never hired a black African, uh, African-American employee, black man, wow. woman. She had never hired a black lady, so a black woman. So when I walked in and they were, they were all surprised. And when I got to know my employees, they opened up to me like, yeah, she's never high. She's like kind of racist. And honestly, even working with her, I realized she is very racist. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like we would have football players come in. Or we would have not even football players. We would have millionaires come in, black men, and she would be like, oh, they have to be a football player or a musician. And oh, she would man. make us do, she would make us do triple like security checks on the, on the client when they walk in. So I realized that she was very racist. Um, and I think she, she, I don't know why, I think she hired me because they had to have some African-American inclusion because uh, they had gotten to a point so after so many years, there was no, there was no black employees. They're questioning yeah. it, like what's going on. And their district manager was actually black. So I think oh, she wow. kind of pushed, like you need to have an African American in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think she wanted me in there by like because she loves me. Uh, it's, yeah, like, yeah, she yeah. had to, and I kind of was like, okay, you seem like a cool black person, so we'll take you. Um, so when it came to me becoming a banker, which I wanted to, when I expressed to her when I first in my interview, this is why I'm here, this is what I want to do. Um, she just was like, no, I don't. She just wouldn't tell me what not let. You haven't been doing a good job or you need more experience. It was just like, I don't think you're a good fit. And I quit. I quit and went to Chase. Mm. Um, 
and then at Chase, I only was at Chase for a year, and it was so funny. Most of that year was during COVID, so oh, I really I, I met with clients and that stuff. I didn't have a deep as relationship as I did with Citibank. Um, but I was like, I was there doing nothing because they would have us come in, do trainings. There's no clients. COVID was going on. Um, but a lot of us were on, still on salary. So they, we had, they had to pay us. So they wanted us to work. And it was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm doing this training and I'm not doing anything with my life. Like I felt so like, this is not even what I want to be doing. Um, yeah. and like during my trainings, I would be getting certified for the credit. I was, I was taking my credit courses Like while I was supposed to be doing chase trainings, I was that. getting certified, board certified and doing my trainings and doing what I had to do. So I knew I wanted to start this business. Um, and once I, I had all my certifications and stuff and I had a couple clients flowing in, money was good. Said sayonara, <laughs> sayonara. I feel that, I feel that. I feel that. And yeah. I like, I really like your story because my listeners know my mentorship is called the cat credit retire, retire your nine to five mentorship. Cause mm-hmm. I went through a similar situation. I worked as a chemical engineer and then I retired that nine to five based off of my credit business. So I want to ask you, like, when did you figure out like, okay, now it's time for me to make the jump? Was it a certain amount of money? Was it just like your back was against the wall? Like, when do you know, are you ready? You know, um, hmm. when did I know? I Well, obviously I was making a decent amount of money. I think I had gotten to a point where I was making like from Chase in two weeks, I probably made 1800 or so. Um, but I had in a week or so made 2000 or 3000. I'm like, come on now. Like at this point, I'm just showing up for chase for fun. Um, it was that. And I knew I wouldn't take the credit business a hundred percent. Uh, I wouldn't take it a hundred percent serious until it was the only thing I had to lean on. Same. Um, yep, yep, yep. You know, because like I would be doing it, especially especially once the money was coming in. It's like, okay, I got money coming in from Chase and money coming in from this. I really could slack over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So I was like, but I knew how big I wanted to go. Like I didn't want to be working at Chase and still doing this. No, I wanted this to be my hundred percent solo. And I knew that it could happen because I would be turning clients away, or sometimes I'd be I'm scheduled to be at Chase and I can't meet with you at the time you want to meet with me, or you know, different things and like just. I want times I need to be focusing on learning more education about what I want to do. Like, and the type of person I am too, when I'm really all into something, I really don't care about anything else. So it was like, I already was calling out of chase and just, and it's like, it was like, come on girl, just make the jump. And I'm telling yeah. you, it was a hard jump. It was a hard jump um, because leaving that security of having a, a, a check coming in consistently, is very scary, um, which is why most people don't do it. Mm-hmm. But you will be surprised how your inner hunger kicks in. Mm-hmm. because the bills are due yeah. you're like i'm either gonna go find some clients or you know what i'm saying you, it kicks in right. you're not gonna let it kicked out because you, you're gonna hustle you're gonna hustle so that's what happened for me once i did quit it turned the hustle in me on fire because i'm like the bills is coming in and the checks are not so i have to keep going i gotta put myself out there be more at proactive da, da, da. and that's exactly what i did and that's how I was able to be able to know my money is coming in when it's coming in. I had, you know, I built up about 50 clients and I was having my passive income from all those 50 clients coming in every single month. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so definitely I, I feel like, you know, it came down to the point where I just felt like if I really want to be serious in this business, I have to jump two feet in. Um, so that's why I think helped. Okay. Most definitely. Most definitely. So I want to transition and talk about the Airbnb in a little bit, but I know some people that's listening, they want to start their own credit business and things like that. So one question I have for you is how did you build up to like, you know, 50 or however many clients, maybe how, how'd you get your first client, first round of clients? So this is the thing. Um, I'm big on social media, Instagram, and I'm a big yeah. person. I follow, and I've had my Instagram page since I was about 14. 
yeah. I've had the same Instagram page forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of my followers, they watched me grow. They've watched yes. my, you know, like these are not people who just follow me because I think I'm cute. These are people who've known me since I've been a kid and yeah. they watch my, my, my growth. They see me work at a pizzeria. They see me go to this. They see me do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and from working in the bank, a lot of my followers just knew that, you know, I feel like when people see you at a bank, they automatically think finance, you know, all about the finance, you know, all about money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was already on my thing. And like I said, the type of person I am, I've always been a, a, a public speaker or just like on my platform, I speak about financial education or how important it is to be financially stable. And I've been this way my whole life. I've been this mm-hmm. way since I was working at the bank, you know, yeah. and um, so when I started to repair my own credit or like just work on my own credit, I would post about it. Like, guys, look where I got my credit score today. Oh my God, um, I can help you guys. Or I would like, who wants to, you know, let me look at your credit and like, you know, just overview and stuff. So I was already planting the seeds before I started my business. So when I did start my business, it wasn't new to my client, my, my followers or anything. Mm-hmm. It was like, girl, we knew you was about to do this, you know? And I speak on everything. I try to speak like when I know something is about to happen, I speak on it just mm-hmm. to plant Planting seeds is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I started to speak on it more and more and more. So once I launched my business, I booked 12 clients that first day because mm-hmm. I already had been speaking on it. My, my people, I was building up the hype. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all, the credit website is launching this day. You be ready, you guys. Yeah. Book your consultations, free consultations for everybody. Like, you know, it was just planting the seeds. And um, part of me becoming board certified, I really wanted to know what I was talking about. So when I got on these calls with these clients, everything I was saying makes sense. It made it was like, we want to book with you. And then just the type of person I am, I'm a very, you know, you want to fuck with me. I'm a cool person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, so honestly, for me personally, it was not very hard to get my first couple of clients because I had already been in that momentum, you know, so mm-hmm. it wasn't that hard for me. Okay. So would you say like documentation, a personality, things like that? Yes, it's probably gonna drive the business. I, I definitely would say plant, planting seeds as far as like just speaking about it, just talking about it because I've had, I'm, I'm from a small town, so some people see what you're doing, they want to do it too. I've had girls who yeah. they, they bartender, they and you see what I do, and now you over here, hey guys, I can fix your credit. It doesn't click, and, and I'm not saying that you can't be a bartender one day and then fix <laughs> credit the other day, but yeah. you the part part of this business that we're in, you have to be authentic and people have to take you seriously because there's a bunch of scammers out here Definitely. who tell you. That credit or they could do this for you they could do that for you so a part of our our business is having people who trust us and trust our word Mm -hmm. so if you are on OnlyFans today telling people to come click the blind link and like the bio next day telling you want to fix your credit it's not going to seem authentic to your followers (laughs) so i'm being honest click link in your bio like yeah yeah, yeah. my credit i thought you wanted you know what i'm saying yeah 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 to be authentic with your followers um or whoever you're trying to market to it has to seem real so mm-hmm. if that's the case i would say take a couple months off and just plant those seeds so that when you do pop out saying hey guys i want i want to fix your credit book with me it, it doesn't seem like girl where did this come from mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so that's that's definitely one of the things that i would say okay definitely so i want to transition to talk about airbnb because you're going crazy in airbnb obviously so yes. you said you built up you know, you built up your good enough cash from the credit business and you transitioned that into Airbnb. So yes. can we talk about, let's talk about getting your first property because I know it probably was, maybe it's the most interesting. So let's, yes. let's talk about it. Because it was the most scary. The other two were like breeze. I already knew what yeah. to expect. Yeah. Um, the property was definitely, um, okay, so let me explain to you how it happened. So I was okay. about seven months pregnant and my boyfriend, he's like, you got to get into Airbnb properties. And I'm like, boy, you crazy. Like, mm. um, I had just opened up a little clothing business because I do also have a clothing business for my daughter. 
Oh, wow. um, shopping tomorrow. Anybody watching? Have any kids? Shop the yeah. AMWAR collection. Yeah. Um, so I was seven months pregnant. I had just dropped that line, and then I still had my, my credit business, my main source of income. So I'm working clients, you know. And he's talking about Airbnb, and I'm like, yeah. boy, like I have all this going on, and you talking about some Airbnb? I'm about to have a baby. I can't do no Airbnb. And I told him I was like, maybe in like five years or so, like five years or so, and then maybe I'll get into it. Yeah. So that conversation, um, and then I think I was like just on social media one day yeah. and I've seen somebody that I know do it and like I told you I come from a small town not many people do stuff so if somebody's doing something it's like it can't be that hard I'm just being honest yeah I feel it like, <laughs> it can't be that hard like it can't be that hard yeah. and for me I've done things that a lot of people have not done or I you know just things that I know that are out of the norm so mm-hmm. this can be something I cannot get into you know what I'm saying and honestly I it, it helped for me to see somebody from my neighborhood or somebody from where I'm from do it because it gave it was like okay like you know gave me that okay let me let me see what this is about because before then I had not even looked Airbnb's way because I assumed you needed all these thousands and thousands of dollars to get started yeah. and all this stuff so I hadn't even looked that direction I wasn't even paying attention like whatever but mm-hmm. seeing it I'm like, hmm, let me let me take let me look into this and um I'm a course girl like if I something I don't know I'm gonna take a course on it and then try to expand yeah. on that information so I took a course Mm-hmm. Um, the course was not the greatest. <laughs> it was not the uh, greatest, but it gave me bits. Whose course was it? Shout them out. No, <laughs> um, you know what? I will shout them out only because why? Only because I get so many of this person's clients, and they all express the same thing. And I tell them like, why don't y'all say something? And they'll be like, well, when we go on her live, she like just ignores us, or she like yeah. the comments and doesn't say what most Instagram influencers do. Uh-huh. And before say the name i want to say i'm not um i'm not bashing at all i'm just giving advice or you know because you are running a business and these are your clients actual thoughts after they take your course like they may Uh. not express you which most people won't express to you how they truly feel um but what i will say is i do love her for the fact of the information that she gives and sometimes it, it comes both ways because sometimes the consumer who's taking the course, they don't understand that. Yes, you, these are the steps, but there are things you do have to put your foot down. You can't just take an ebook course and think that everything's going to be laid out for you. Like, yes, there yeah. are some things you are going to have to, you know, work for it and towards. But what I will say is in the courses that she gives out, a lot of it is like misinformation. So she'll tell you something, but not the second part or this and not that. So it leaves I you got more money. Right. Spending more money, which yeah, is a, yeah. is a it's a business strategy, right? That's nice. why I tell my clients, they come to me and they'll be like, oh, right. and I'm like, at the end of the day, she's a businesswoman. That's yeah. not how I do business. I like to work off of genuine connections because that's worked the best for me. Um, yeah, and I don't yeah. have billions of followers to even play like that anyway. Yeah. Like my little two, 3,000 followers, they, I can't mess with them. So, yeah. you know, for some people, they have that large following. They can play with you because you're just one of many. Uh-huh. Um, but that person is Ellie. You ever heard of Ellie? No. You've never heard of Ellie? Ellie who? Ellie talks money. Oh, I think I know the name. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ellie talks money. Have okay. you ever like seen her stuff or like? I think I've just seen like the handle. Maybe I've seen an interview or something. I okay. Don't... Yeah, she does like a lot of is uh like you know she talks about a lot of different um money issues, but specifically like she trying to talk about business credit and teaching business uh-huh. owners how to get started and stuff like that. And she's taught me a lot. And the thing is the type of person I am, I don't take nobody's word for verbatim. I always do my own research and everything like that. Yeah. And that's why I, I'm successful when I take anybody's ebook because I'm yeah. going to be able to extract information from there and go Google. And, you know, I use all my resources. I don't expect anybody's ebook to teach me everything I need to know. Exactly. So 
she's taught me stuff because I know the type of person I am. She's gave me, given me like many foundations to where I can expand off of that. The problem is a lot of her consum consumers and customers are not like that. They're expecting that whatever they're buying, the $300 that they're spending is going to give them detail for detail what they're looking for. Um, so I think that's where, you know, people kind of like, that's where she fails with her clients and all that and all that. But um, I took her course and for me, it was, it was good because I got the information I needed. And like I said, I took what I didn't get from there and I kind of Googled it. And, I, and people don't understand. Google, Google, Google Great. is your telling y'all. Google done taught me so much Great. stuff. Yeah. Google has taught me more than any course has ever. Google and YouTube. Google and YouTube has taught me more. If you can sit down and put A point A to B and, and make sense of that and that, it's going to tell you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. Um, So from taking the information that she taught me and then just doing my own information and then trial and error as well, um, I was able to get started. And I got started very, very quickly. I think I took the course in February and I got my first unit in March. Oh, nice. So I, I moved very quickly. Um, and there was reasons why I moved very quickly. And uh, for example, we get into um, personal leasing, corporate leasing. Have you ever heard of anything about the Airbnb industry? Or like yeah, no, so I had my my homie, her name is a precious. She I think her handles Airbnb money. So okay. I had her as a guest and you know, we walked through some of it. So I'm I'm familiar vaguely with some okay. of it, but yeah, you, you, can, always, you can get into it. I'm always interested in the type of information other people give out because mm -hmm. I I had I didn't see that interview. I'm, I'm probably gonna watch it after, but um I'm always interested because just from what I've seen, anybody okay. who gives out the information, they're not being a hundred percent. They're not being real. Yeah. They're not being like they're telling you what sounds good a lot of people yeah. tell you what sounds good or, or what makes it seem enticing look airbnb ain't giving me a referral fee so i'm not i don't care whether you get started or not i'm gonna tell you the real deal information like that's and that's why i do really go with my airbnb um calls that i do because i give them the good the bad the ugly the real the truth the bad you know what i'm saying i break it down for them a lot of these people who are selling courses they're just focused on selling a course and you know yeah, people definitely. left stuck feeling like oh maybe they're stupid or it's my fault that this is not working for me. No, they just didn't tell you everything you needed to know. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, she definitely walked through like the ugly and bad in the interview as well. Good, but good. I definitely recommend you you tap into it as well. I will, uh, I will. A lot of people don't do that. I love when I see yeah. people who are being honest and just being up truth and being honest about it. Come on, you ain't, it ain't hurting your pockets whether you're honest Yeah, no, nah, definitely, 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 definitely. So what was maybe like the biggest struggle you came across with your first property? Okay, so with my first property... Hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. It wasn't. It wasn't a very hard thing. <laughs> it wasn't oh, really? very. Hard. It wasn't. Um. I didn't come up with like. I mean, you had. I have had guests that are like you know, rude and rowdy and stuff. But just the startup process itself. I move quickly. Like I'm. I, I move quickly. So I. I didn't have any like hiccups. I knew. Like I planned everything out before I started. I said mm -hmm. I'm. I step step one. Raise the money. I knew that's that was the first one. Got to get the money. Okay. Got the money. Step How we get the money? We, we using cash, we using credit. Let's business. Oh, my, very first property, my very first property, I did use cash. Oh, um, really? I did use okay. cash. Yeah, I did use cash mixed with uh credit. So I do have about a good collection of credit cards. Um, and I liquidated about like maybe three of my credit cards, which probably were about maybe four thousand dollars. I liquidated those three, and then um the rest was cash. So I spent about I want to say about eight thousand dollars my first unit. So four of it was about credit, like my personal credit that I was able to liquidate off my credit cards. And then four of it was um cash. Um, do you want me to break down like the the detail of the, the Let's break it was down for the people? Let's break okay. it down for the people. Yeah, yeah. So my first unit is actually in Jersey City. It's in Jersey City, right. New Jersey. Um, and that unit was 
1780, I believe, when I first got it. It's the rent has risen. That's why I say when I first got it, and that was only okay. about ago the rent has risen but because yeah, 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 yeah. um, i also did a, a, a short-term lease so a lot of the time when you do a so so this is the thing too you do have two options of doing it um doing your lease and a lot of people are going to tell you don't take the personal route don't take the personal route no 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 bad girl bad girl my opinion on it is if it's the only route you can take and because the thing is they don't tell you it's about the corporate route is it requires documentation. If you were just starting out, you can't just get an LLC today and get an apartment tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so so my very first unit, I did get in my personal name. Um, and that unit, like I said, was 1780 to start. Um, because it was in my personal name, I didn't have to do all of the corporate fees because when you do a corporate lease, you do have corporate fees. My last two properties are under my corporate lease. So gotcha. uh, <laughs> it was a much more annoying process. That's why my, yeah. so I said my first property was a breeze. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah breeze um so my other two are under corporate so there were more corporate fees and stuff Mm. um so but with my first property the rent was about 1780 Um, my security deposit was very low a lot of the time when you apply to luxury units and you have good credit you don't have to pay like a half a security and a half deposit of rent um i don't know if that's for everywhere but even in new jersey like i said i live in charlotte now my apartment here was the same thing if you have good credit you only have to you only require to put down uh, about 700 to a thousand dollars no matter what the rent is if the rent is five thousand dollars you're still only required to put down 500 to a thousand dollars if you have a decent credit score um so with my unit i had a decent credit score so what's a decent um, credit score uh, i would say 650 or higher okay 650 higher i've asked them that too like what is that what is i'm i told you i ask questions i always yeah, ask yeah. questions I'm yeah why I'm able to give actual genuine responses and answers because I'm not thinking it like 650 or higher um, is a, a decent credit score. Okay. Um, and with if you're applying to like most likely buildings and stuff like that or apartment luxury complexes, you only require to put down 700 to a thousand dollars. Best credit 700, lower goals a thousand dollars. So for my first unit, I only had to put down 700 dollars, like the holding fee. So 700, mm-hmm. 1780, that secured my unit. Okay. Um, that's then from there it was decorations that's where i spent most of the money on and that was very foolish of me i learned in my second and third property um but i I spent a lot on furniture and you know designing the unit how i wanted it Um, i ordered everything off of amazon Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly that's like my first that's where like most of the money went to but but that that was pretty much it then my light bill and my light bill i didn't have to pay until the very next month so that Mm -hmm. was those fees so, you know, I didn't really spend a lot getting that unit up. My second and third unit that I did under a corporate release, those were a little bit more expensive to get up. Mm. Those were a little bit more expensive to get up because um, when we get into those corporate releases. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, so the thing with the corporate releases is, for one, when you get a corporate lease and in, in the lease, it states that you're not going to be the one staying in the apartment. So mm. automatically it makes you a liability. Mm. So now that you're a liability, you automatically have to put more money down on the apartment for the security okay. deposit. Oh, 700 yeah. to dollars out the window <laughs> now you're a liability to the apartment you actually have to put down about um one and a half times whatever the rent is for the security deposit oh, um so first unit was about I mean, my second unit the rent on that unit was 24 25 dollars and that was a studio it was like a, a loft studio so it had the downstairs and then it was a, a some spiral stairs that go up to the upstairs and it's oh, okay nice yeah, it was it's nice and fancy. It's yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. $400, uh, yeah. $24. And then I had to put down one and a half times um, the rent, yeah. uh, which 
was about like 1450. So I put that down. Um, and then honestly, that second unit, I think was the most expensive to get up. But the cool thing about my second unit was I was able to get business funding for that unit. Mm. Um, I applied and I was able to get $50,000 in business funding, actually. So that funded my, my second and third unit. <laughs> okay, was this PG or no PG? Uh, I say PG. I, okay. I say PG. I definitely say okay. PG. And honestly, in my experience, a lot of the, I mean, you have loans that are no PG, but a lot of the loans when you're talking big money, you're trying to apply for a lot of money, they, they want to take your credit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. Credit. Um. So yeah, definitely. And I've gotten some loans like five thousand no PG, but when it, it, big loans, they want to take your credit. They got to yeah. see what you do going on your personal side. So it was PG. Yeah. Um. But I, but the thing, cool thing was I actually so I was very strategic about the loan. Um, because one, it was a short loan, it was a short loan. A lot of like business loans, they, they're very short. So this one was, like, it wasn't a bank loan either. Um, so it was a short loan as far as like, like weekly payments. Mm. So I, I was thinking about it, like how, cause once the, you get the loan, they don't wait, waiting for you to get your Airbnb unit up. Money, yeah. They yeah, money yeah, back. They want their money. <laughs> yeah. But imagine, I think on a $50,000 loan, my loan payments were almost like $2,000 a week. Mm. So I'm like, money has to be flowing in. Yeah. So what I did was um, I took the loan and I estimated about exactly how much I wanted to spend on each unit. Um, once I decided, because there was no early prepayment like penalties or anything like that, if you prepay the loan earlier. Mm -hmm. So I decided exactly how much I wanted to spend on the units. I told myself I was going to spend $24,000 between both units. Um, I ended up spending about like 30, but whatever I did and I made sure that I did not touch the money. Gotcha. Like it's very important when you say that these big loans, you're strategic on what you're doing with the money, because yes, it sounds good $50,000. But like I said, within the first week, they're calling for their money. They're there. And it was ACA a direct deposit, automatic payment withdrawal. Oh, yeah. So that adds up quickly every week. If you're not having money coming in, replacing those funds. Right. Yeah. Fact. It, 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 take, it takes a good two weeks to get your unit together between signing the papers, getting the furniture in, and all that. So that first two weeks kind of not even counting for it. That's just money that you're just kind of giving back to them. Um, so what I did was the, so once I got the loan, I took the half that I wasn't going to spend. I knew that I wasn't going to spend. I was like, I'm not going to spend this whole 50. I'm going to take about maybe 30 or so. And my reason for even, cause some people ask, why did you take the whole 50? If you knew you weren't going to, um, use the whole 50, but business relationships are important. I took $50,000 from them. I paid them back $50,000 and I go to get another loan. They're going to automatically be willing to give me uh, maybe 75, a hundred, you know what I mean? Facts, so that's, yeah. why, that's why yeah. I took the whole for those who probably are wondering like, oh, so um, with the other money that I did not use, I kept in a savings account. And while the unit was getting up, I let that money from that money that I wasn't touching just go. And I made sure I was like two weeks. That's it. Two weeks. And I got mm -hmm. the units done, both of them in one week. Mm. <laughs> and, one, um, and, and once the, I spent all that I needed to spend, I, paid the money to me back that money that i had in the savings and i'm telling you it gotta be you have to be disciplined because most people yeah. wouldn't do that most yeah. people like, well, you gave it back yes but I'm, it's all about bigger dreams bigger goals like exactly. you know what i'm saying that's 50 but i want to go back to 75 i want to build a, a great relationship with them so once i gave them back that money um i only had to work down the money that i actually spent yeah which was about twenty eight thousand, i believe i actually spent and i paid them that back within the first mil two and a half, three months on with you on having the units on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And I paid that back. Now all the money I'm pick, 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 uh, making back is pretty much profit. It's just profit. I didn't have to spend my own money out of pocket necessarily to, to do this, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that's how I was able to scale so quickly because I got my first unit, like I said, in March. The other two I got um, in May, both of them, same month, May. Okay. 
Well, how about the third one? So that's so so the first one was in um the first one was in February and the next two were both in May. Oh, both were in May. Okay, okay. okay. I signed at least three days apart. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you was, you, was, you was going crazy for sure. I, had the money. I was like, look, I got the money and I gotta go. I yeah, They was calling every week coming out my house. Okay. Like, I gotta go. So okay. I put my mind to it. And I'm like, I gotta do this. I found my two units. They accepted the corporate leases. They were good. I was like, okay. This is what I got to do. This is what's happening. Yeah. Um, so I, and I'm, I'm telling you, I was, and the cool thing was they were actually three minutes apart. Oh, wow. They, they were three minutes apart. So I would be driving from one property down to the other one, putting couches yeah. there, meeting the cable guy up here. Like it was a yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. it was a crazy week, but it was like, it was uh, very uh, thriving for me. I was like, yes, I run off of adrenaline. So it was, yeah. uh, it was amazing. And when they were both done and I was making the money from it, I was just ecstatic. So <laughs> dope, dope, dope. Hey man, you said five years. We got to thank your boyfriend for telling you to, you know what I'm saying? I know, right? <laughs> I said five years and I, I'm crazy. like, I did, I'm, and my baby, she was only a couple months and I'm doing it. So oh, I was wow. like, Okay. Work it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She was at the properties with us in her stroller. I'm putting that up together. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. That's crazy. No, nah, that's that's definitely that's definitely amazing. So, obviously, you know, you got into it. You saw someone in your hometown doing it. Mm-hmm. Would you say, like, was that the main reason why you got into it? Or where else would you see yourself leveraging your credit? Um. Well, the thing is, so the thing is, my my personal credit, I wouldn't even have thought that big with even at the time. Because the thing uh-huh. is with personal credit and business credit, you know, it's two different time spans. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been building my business for two and a half years, and I was able to qualify for that loan. I probably, I don't even know if I could be now qualify for $50,000 personal loan. Who knows? I haven't even, I haven't tried. But um, the thing with personal credit, you know, it, it time is acquired. Of course. It, yes. Above all things, if people don't understand it, you kind of got to let your credit marinate in order to yeah. kind of see credible. Um, and I'm 23. So in the eyes of credit, I haven't been building credit very long. Yeah. So so for me, as of right now, I wasn't even thinking about like leveraging my my personal credit. Like I knew I had my credit cards and that did honestly help me with my very first unit. But mm-hmm. I wasn't even <clears throat> thinking as big as no $50,000, $20,000. So, you know, not even I wasn't thinking that. Um, So business credit, I think once I started building business credit is when I started to really think about the things I could do with that money. Mm. Because I learned about business credit and I learned how fast you can build business credit. And, you know, it really is just about getting, building your, your business credit up and making sure you have some funding coming through your business bank accounts. They're going to qualify you for whatever. And then, uh-huh. you know, and also most of those banks and people who um, lend out big money, they only look for you to really have your business established for at least two years. Mm-hmm. So opposed to like a personal credit, they're going to want me to have at least a, got a good amount of years built yeah. in before I'm qualifying for any big, big loans. So when I started to learn about business credit, I knew, okay, this is where the money is at because I could get this quickly and a lot of it. And you know what I'm saying? And I can go back for more. And it's just like, oh, oh. So once I started to learn about business credit, that's when I was like, okay, this is where I can leverage. Like, this is what I'll be able to, to invest in and things like that. And um, I did, I, I, I wasn't thinking about using my business credit until I got into the Airbnb industry only cause I had, oh. I didn't know what I was doing in life. Like I didn't know that I wanted to, I was going to end up wanting to do Airbnb or whatever. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that building business credit was a good thing and I would have money if I'm there, if I'm ready for it, I'm ready to go get it. I'm more than likely going to be eligible to get it. Cause I've been building my business for a good amount of time. I have money cash flow flowing through my business account. So I knew when I would want to, the money would be there for me to be eligible to qualify for. So um, I mean, before Airbnb, I don't think I was even thinking about using the or to do anything, but I knew I wanted to do something. <laughs> yeah, and no, I feel that. Okay, so I mean, you 
you stepped into the Airbnb space, you didn't expect to, but you know, you in the game, you documenting your journey, yes. all of that. What would you say or what piece of advice would you have for somebody that they got their personal credit right? Maybe they built their business credit as well. They're like, okay, I'm trying to get into Airbnb. Start. <laughs> start. <laughs> Because that's the real yeah. thing. Like, yeah, no, I feel. We could break it down. We could break it down. Just what yeah. you gotta do. Get you save the money. Then decide what kind of lease you want to do. Once you get the lease, boom. Uh, get the furniture. Do this. Like, I could break it down, and yeah. you won't start. <laughs> you could yeah, have yeah. the ten grand sitting in your account right now. You won't start. Um, right. it, it it relies on you. You have to be the one to say, okay, I want to do this. I want, right. and it's all about risk in life like no risk no reward and that's one thing i've learned all the, the greatest accomplishments i've made have been based off of me being scared or or me being nervous or me like not thinking it's going to work those have been the greatest accomplishments that i've ever achieved the mm -hmm. ones that i was just like so hesitant on um so i, I would say just start <laughs> like you know what i'm saying if you have the personal credit bill you have the business credit bill um First of all, decide where you want to take your funding from. I would always recommend somebody take from their business funding um, rather than personal because mm -hmm. you're going to get more and, you know, the less stuff you have on your personal credit, good. <laughs> less stuff you have, the better. Get Use that business funding for what it is um, and, and take out your, to take out to a business loan. You have your money established. Now go and get your, get your lease. Go get your corporate lease. Go get your lease and start your process off, you know? Just start. <laughs> I love that you said start because a lot of times when I'm, talking on a podcast i'm giving them game when i when i say something like start they think i'm being mean or something look if i say something so straightforward you know what i'm saying so yeah no definitely i, I love that piece of advice call me i'll be like you either gonna love me or hate me at the end of the call because <laughs> Ew, i'm i'm gonna be that person. like everybody especially in 2022 everybody is so i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta give it to people raw sometimes you gotta give exactly. it to them raw real because all that tiptoeing exactly. nowhere is not gonna get them but but in the same predicament because they're telling me oh don't don't do it yet maybe wait until or you know be so no guys start mm -hmm. if you want to be successful stop listening to what anybody else is saying because it ain't them it's you you want to be successful Definitely. take that first leap take a step a leap of faith on yourself and you will be surprised where it takes you you know what i'm definitely. saying yeah so i definitely start <laughs> definitely definitely so i mean obviously you got experience doing that airbnb thing you say you're a courses girl do you yeah. How about course for people? Do you have mentorship? What, what are we doing? Yes. Well, I was gonna say too, actually, you know, I um and another thing I stopped doing I stopped doing Airbnbs. <laughs> so I, I stopped doing Airbnbs and I transitioned all of my properties into short-term rentals and oh, okay. for nurses. And I wanna say, like, even if a lot of people are not just into the whole Airbnb idea, but they want to have yeah. that passive income. Yeah. Once property you know it's your property you can listen here listen there and um i took mine down off of the airbnb platform only because i'm not there and um i just feel my businesses run better when i'm able to be there i've had so many instances with people just doing stuff that i just need to pull up and i can't pull up if i'm out here in charlotte so i transitioned yeah. my units to short-term rental units for traveling nurses and it, and it creates such a peace of mind for me mm. because i a solid tenant in there for however long their lease is. I get my money monthly. I don't have to worry about cleaning the units every week and laundry and restocking. So if you're thinking about, you know, Airbnb just because you want that passive income, which is most likely the reason nobody doesn't yeah. want to go on Airbnb, they want to go, you want that passive yeah. income. Yeah. Short term rentals might be an easier process for you to do and it's smoother because like whatever hiccups I face with Airbnb, you just don't face with the rental industry with the traveling nurses because there is just one tenant per every six months or so. 
Um, and that's been working for me as well. And that's what I've been doing with all three of my properties. I have nurses in there now. So uh-huh. if you're thinking about getting into the industry, just because you want that passive income, that's another another way to enter without even thinking about Airbnb. And honestly, the short-term rental travel nurses, you'll have an easier time getting people who will rent their apartment apartment buildings to you for traveling nurses. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so you just get them, you just get them some good uh, free sauce. What yes. do they want to work with you? Is is there anything people can do or? Yes, okay. I have a website. I have a whole website in my um bio, whether my personal or my business page. My link tree is there, and I have um my personal credit consultations where I'll just overview your credit, give you some advice on what you should do next. Okay. Um, I have. Like, oh, I also I just introduced this course. Actually, it's a DIY credit restoration course. Oh, nice. Um, so for the for the time of my business, I've always been the one to do it myself for them and stuff. But yeah. with that, nobody really learns anything. They don't learn nothing actually. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You don't learn a thing, and nine out of times out of ten, you go and mess it up because you don't even know what you did in the first place to mess it up. Exactly. So, so it's a repeat process. So I introduced the DIY credit restoration course. It is way cheaper than my me doing it and on top of that you kind of get the experience to learn how to repair your own credit i take you through step by step exactly what i would do if i was repairing your credit teach mm-hmm. you the website go to uh everything you need to do to repair your own credit um and with that not only could you repair your own credit if you take the knowledge you can <laughs> repair somebody else's credit Definitely. so I, that, that course is a, a investment that you can take a long ways um and that's a diy course it's a one-on-one course me and you on a Zoom call together, and I'm walking you through all of the steps on how to do this yourself. Um, then I have my VIP all-inclusive course where I will repair your credit for you. Obviously, everything included, that's just me one-on-one doing that with you. Um, I do business coaching calls. Mm-hmm. If you have a business you want to start um, and you need some guidance on where you should be starting, what documentation you need to be getting. Um, I work hand-in-hand with the graphic designer. So we do um, website buildings and logos and stuff. So when you book with me, you get all discounted off of all of her packages. And she's an awesome graphic designer. Okay. Uh, dang, what else? My, <laughs> I do everything. I, yeah, my, yeah, okay. Airbnb, my Airbnb one-on-one coaching calls and those calls, I'll take you get a free PDF that guides you through everything we talked about. But I break down the process for you from the time you start to the time you finish. I break down all the pros and the cons of what, because a lot of people, they'll just tell you not to do it personally. So I'm going to break it down to you why you maybe it might be the best option for you, why it will not. Corporate mm-hmm. is why that may be the best option for you, why it may not. Um, also, furniture hacks, how to save on your furniture that I learned in my second process, saving on your furniture, how much money you're putting into your furniture, um, how to find cleaning ladies, everything you need to know, literally mm-hmm. from point point z i'm gonna teach you in that airbnb course um and then yeah and i do regular just one-on-one mentorship calls as well so if you have okay. any questions anything <laughs> anything I'm, I'm a people's person so i can get down to earth and talk to you about anything so um that's what i do so I, you can find all of that in the link tree in my bio in the link tree in your bio okay we're gonna plug your ig in the description so people can go to that um yeah. so the one-on-one calls is it like a certain amount of calls they get like is it eight weeks or is it like a lifetime thing how does it work it's a one-time call that you book okay. for one time an hour long and one thing about me i'm not a time girl so if i call it the hour but we kicking it baby let's talk that's how i okay. am um, but you can get all the sauce okay it's probably not good it's probably not good i shouldn't be doing that but i'm just a genuine person we're in a deep yeah. conversation i'm gonna be like oh you got, you got 20 minutes left hun you got 20 mm-hmm. minutes left so mm-hmm. i'm gonna talk to you until you feel fulfilled because 
one thing about me, I'm big on building relationships with my clients. I'm not here yeah. to just take money, okay? I'm here to build a relationship, build a genuine connection with you. I want you to feel comfortable coming to me, whatever. I want you to feel comfortable referring your family and friends to me, you know? So I, I want to build a genuine connection with you. So we're talking on a call. It is the hour call. and We go over our hour. I want you to also feel like you got your money's worth as well. I want you to mm -hmm. feel like... This call was so worth it. I'm so glad I paid. And I, when I have my clients get off of a phone call with me and they're like, I am so glad I spent this money with you today. That is all I want to hear. So uh, I want on one calls. We get down to business and you're going to love me for life after I calls always. <laughs> okay, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. All right. So I was just, I just thought about this question right now. So which business do you prefer? The credit repair or Airbnb? If if any. Airbnb. Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even going to lie to you. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie to you. I'm you know, only because, and honestly, I'm honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I actually am kind of like uh, gearing out of my my credit restoration. I'm actually not not gearing out of it completely, but I'm gonna be looking for um, interns or just people to kind of like I, I train them on how to do it, and they take over my clients or they take in my gotcha. new clients. I still do my consultations and explain the process and give everybody things they need to know. But I am just surpassed it. <laughs> I yeah, love it what it is. Um, I love it for what it is, but I'd rather do the DIY ones. Honestly, just me doing myself. Do you do credit restoration for people? So we did it in the beginning, but I have my assistant that kind of automates it now. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it now. So I'm I'm kind of in the same space where you're at. So I, you I, that's, why, that's why when you say you prefer the Airbnb, I, I feel you. Like it's it's a lot. So, it's so, a lot. Yeah. You, you got and the thing is the people. Well, it goes. That's why I said I prefer the DIY because I love when they can actually understand the time. When they and learn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn what goes into it because yeah. it's not just I'm drafting up some letters for you and I'm sending them out and that's exactly. it. It's exactly. not just that. It's, it's time deep. that goes into that you have to understand that every month something is gonna come off. That's just exactly. like nothing. And trying to explain that to somebody and get it through somebody's thick skull is just like it's crazy. Oh, you guys kind of make make the job that I love to do. So you know what I'm saying? And yeah. you're dealing with and their personalities and their emotions yeah, it's a lot crazy. more the way it seems and you know yeah, yeah, yeah definitely i'm not the credit bureaus y'all i'm not the one making yeah. also and you can you can say things to them like hey guys don't spend your credit card it just becomes like That's what is the point you know it's like what yeah not for um so so it's definitely you know a lot a lot of hard work that goes into that so i'm either again i'm um, doing what i said or probably just taking it off as an option completely I'm actually just like as we're on the call, I had the interview today. I'm actually gearing into trying to get um licensed to sell life insurance policies and 401k. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, that's what's up. I because I, I just got an investment policy for my daughter. Dope. Set up 20. She'll have a lot of money set aside for her. And I did one for myself as well, where in 20 years I'll have some money set aside for myself as well. Um but I just didn't, a lot of the information that I've been learning, I didn't know about. And one thing, when I learn new information, I'm just like geeked, like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. I offer this on my platform. I want to be able to sell people policies that they can invest in. And, you know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You could put $50 a, a month aside and you're investing mm -hmm. money away for yourself in the next 20, 30 years for yourself. Yeah. Um, but I have to get licensed and insured. You know, I have to get certified yeah. and stuff like that. So I actually just applied to New York Life. Okay. Um, and I went on my second interview today and I have my third interview coming up and um, I, you have to be uh, licensed through a company, especially when you're first starting out. Yeah. So I'm going to get all my license and training through them so that I can add it on my platform as something yeah. I offer to my clients where I'm able uh -huh. to help you guys 
set up investment policies for yourself and for your future and for your children, college saving plans for your children. Um, so that's something new that I'm going to be digging into and tapping into. Um, so honestly, yeah, I honestly feel like the, the me doing the credit for people y'all gotta y'all make it's about to come to an end y'all i don't know it's about to come to an end and just regardless of the people it's time consuming it is, it is. time consuming. it is yeah the more like i told you when i had those 50 clients it was a crazy mess like you got the number i have had two printers going it was just like golly yeah yeah no nah, it's crazy no nah, i feel all you. of that having all of the clients and then you got all these clients emotions it is a lot it is a lot um, and that's why I see people, you know, they automate or they get other people to do it because mm -hmm. it just, for one person, it becomes a lot. Mm -hmm. so, that's, so, um, why, that's why I got my assistant doing it because, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And yeah. I, you know, I had my assistant doing it. I had my, I tried it out and she was like, Ayana, it's too much. <laughs> I had my assistant doing it and um she's like Ayana it's too much and you know I tried to get into the whole automating the whole process it just didn't work for me like I'm more hands-on with it too so she's like this is too much like she's like I'm tired of my fingers got paper cuts I'm tired of this so I was just like okay so I'm back to doing it myself but I, I've obviously limited the amount of clients that I take in uh -huh. um I'm not like overwhelmed and stuff. I take a certain amount of clients. When I'm done with those clients, I'll take on new clients. So it's not yeah. like I'm taking anybody on. Um, I do do credit consultations for any and everybody. I will sit and consult with you and mm -hmm. let you know what I think you need to do or what happens. Because a lot of the time, too, um, I'll get people who all you got to do is pay your credit card. They think that they yeah. is in the gutter and da, da, da. And it'd be like, girl, you got a $500 credit card maxed out over here. You need to pay your credit card down. So a lot of, so I still consult and do that. But I honestly think that me doing it for people is going to be coming to an end soon. Not yet, but soon. So get I on it like you guys. I feel that, I feel that. For anyone listening to the episode too, this ain't to deter you from doing credit or anything. Um, if yeah, any, no. I think, if anything, I think people should just take it as don't take what you can't handle. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, don't take yeah. on more than the money when you got that passive income coming in for each client is it's lovely. I loved when the certain amount of money when that month came and you know all yeah. my clients invoices. Yeah, yeah. I love, you know, but you, you gotta weigh your options. You know what I'm saying? What's best for you? And you exactly. know, sometimes taking on less clients to keep you steady because the worst thing you want to do is take on so many clients where you're not able to focus on each client and you're maybe not even able to get the same results for exactly. each client. Have so much going on. I would say take it as slow as you can. And take it at your own speed and your own pace because it is a profitable business. And I loved it. I, I yeah, loved doing it. Like I definitely. said, it gave me the money to be able to quit my, my nine to five. And that Damn. takes a lot. Yeah, it, definitely. It's definitely something definitely. that's going to bring income in. And if it's something that you want to do, even as a side hustle, it is something great to get into. Um, yeah. you know, Just as big as you want to go, be prepared for that. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. And... I like that you mentioned the life insurance thing because that's going to transition me into the next question and we're going to be wrapping up in a little bit. Okay, I'm here. So, I'm here for this. I'm loving here? it. Keep going all night. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so in the next five years, I know before you said, oh, Airbnb in five years, you know, we kicked that out the water. We already do Airbnb. So in the next five years, where do you see yourself as far as maybe business, everything going on? Question. That's such a good question because if you would have asked me five years ago where I wanted to be, honestly, I would tell you exactly where I'm at. And that's so mm -hmm. scary because I'm like, mm -hmm. if I'm in a place where I really want to be in the next five years, I, I, I'm so confident now. I know I can be there because of where I'm at right now. Like I've moved away from my hometown. 99% of people don't move away from my hometown. Everybody didn't have their kids, grandkids, grandkids, grandkids in my hometown. Mm -hmm. You know, so like just me even moving away and having three properties and yeah. having a business, bringing in so much money, like 
five years ago. Where was I five years ago? I'm 23, 23. No, it's easy. I was about 18 and 20, 20, um, five years ago. And I was working, that's when I would have my first job at the bank. And um, it's so funny. I've never even reflected like that because like me working at the bank, whether I knew what my future was going to entitle, I just knew like I wanted to be making good money or and I knew yeah. I wanted to be some sort of successful or some sort of comfortability where I had my own everything. Like I always told myself when I'm 21, I'm going to have my own car, my own apartment, my own everything. And I did that. Right. And I did that. And, and that's so like because it lets me know like no matter what age you are don't let nobody detour you like i said at 18 i started my credit journey i was like i knew what i want to do when you know what you want to do and you're so focused you're gonna get there so for yeah. me I, I said i said by 30 i want to be a millionaire i said that i said by 30 and that's my goal by 30 um in five years i'll be almost 30 i'll be 27 so i want to be on my way there i want to be on my way there um, okay and I, and I feel it so close. I feel it so close. I feel it happening. Like, you know, I, I feel like the things I'm doing, the the seeds that I'm planting, I'm going to make it there. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be there. So I, I, yeah. I definitely think, you know, getting me getting into the life insurance and stuff and um, just being able to do that, I think it's a whole nother realm of the financial world that I haven't even tapped into yet. Yeah. And I learn about that. I think the game's over because I feel like that's what I, all I'm missing is the investment side. You know, mm. I know how to make the money and stuff, but knowing where to put the money to keep the money mm. is what I'm lear now learning in life. You know, every mm. step in life, it comes with, with lessons and stuff. And that's why I always say like the money that I make now, if I was making five years ago, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Mm. I probably would have spent it on this, that, and the third, but that's why I wasn't yeah. making it five years ago. It wasn't my time. Yeah. Um, and that's why billionaire yet because it's not my time i don't even know where to invest that money or you know like i mean i can tell you what to do a couple thousand but a million i really don't know what to do with all that money if i'm honest so yeah. you know, and that's why i say everybody has a time and a place like don't look at my story and be like oh i wish i was there because you're probably not ready to be here or i'm not gonna look at somebody else's story who's doing way more than me and saying damn i wish i was there because i'm probably not ready everything has a time and a place and uh me stepping into this world of financial literacy when I'm learning more in depth, you know, beyond credit and just learning where to put the money. Cause I feel like I got how to make it down packed, but where to put the money, how to invest the money, how to mm -hmm. keep them flowing beyond generations for my children's children. Yeah. Um, that is what I'm, I'm, I'm stepping into now. And I feel like that's the last step so that when I'm making all this money, I know exactly what to do with it. I know exactly where to place it. I know exactly how to triple it, you know, um, so I think, I think I'm on the right track in five years. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to be shooting the stars. You're going to do another interview in five years. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. We're going to revisit this. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. No, no. Okay. Dope, dope, dope. So last uh, few questions, just going to go through some quick questions and just yeah. see how you feel about them. So number one, what do you do for fun when you're not, you know, you're not going crazy with Airbnbs, a credit business, all that. What, yeah. what do I, what do I want to be doing? Ayana, you know, it's so funny because my life revolves around my business and stuff. And that's fun to me. Okay. <laughs> that's not crazy, right? That's fun to me. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, that's fine. Making money is fun to me. And I'm so determined. Like, And, and, I, and I mean, I could sound cliche, but I really don't party. I really don't go out. I really don't do a lot of the things that 23-year-olds are doing at my age, honestly. Mm -hmm. I'm not, and I'm a mom, too, at 23. So mm -hmm. I'm really not doing everything that everybody else is doing. So for me, my version of fun is a lot different than what anybody else I think, you know. Like, I love looking up new stuff for my daughter's clothing collection. I love learning new things and looking at new properties. And, like, really, that's the stuff that's fun for me. And that's really what's gotten me so far because that stuff is fun for me. Had I yeah. found clubbing and all that fun, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at. Yeah, um, but my fun is 
my fun is investing in myself and learning new things and learning how to do this, that, and the third. If I'm being honest, I'm being that's truthful. Right. That's where I find fun in. So what I do is like fun for me. <laughs> Definitely, I'm mad at that. That's a good answer. All right, what would you say is your favorite financial resource? If you have any, maybe whether for credit, Airbnbs, you know, you can interpret it however you want. Hmm. I mean, you mentioned YouTube, Google earlier. YouTube and Google. Yeah. And, and I would say Instagram. The thing is with Instagram, like, it's cool to get, like, like I said, like, Instagram will give me a, a snippet of a reel or something where somebody's talking something and it'll make me want to go to Google and research it more, honestly, like. Like, I'm not type of her. I'm not going to go on. I mean, I might go to their page, see what they're talking about, but I'm going to take that information and go put it in Google and YouTube to get deeper knowledge on what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, so, like, so, yeah, yeah, definitely YouTube and Google are my, I'm, my Google, I'm going on Google. What does this mean? What that mean, Google? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, definitely yeah. that girl. So, I'm, YouTube and Google is definitely my number one uh, financial resources. Like, I learned a ton of information, free information from Google and YouTube. Like, I mean, I, honestly, now from what I know, I would tell people, Go to Google and YouTube before you book a course with somebody. Shit, we'll go to Google and YouTube before you book a course with me. Because yeah. honestly, like, it's free knowledge. The difference between me and Google, though, because because I put that out there, I don't want y'all to go to Google. The difference between me and Google is I'm going to give it to you on a one-on-one -on -one level, okay? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, YouTube, you're going to kind of have to read and, and, and read between the lines almost, you know? And if you're not that type of a person and you need somebody to one-on-one -on -one break it down to you, this is how you do that. That's where I come and play. But if you're somebody who's able to read between the lines and kind of just put information together, Google and YouTube, hands down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dope, dope, dope. Okay. The last uh, question before we transition to like the last, last question. Mm -hmm. If you could change one thing about the black community when it comes to like finances, what would it be and why? I was just having this conversation yesterday. <laughs> really? Oh, Let's talk about it. I was just having this conversation. I, I don't even know why you got me started because <laughs> oh, it sucks. Oh, it really sucks. Like, um, the amount of knowledge that uh, knowledge that we don't know is like, uh, it sucks. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry because, you know, as I learn more and more um, and, and I become financially educated and then I talk to my peers or I talk to my family members or just different African-American people that I know and they are oblivious to anything that I'm talking about. Mm. And sometimes it sucks because I don't have anybody to relate to. Like, you know, when I, when I want to talk, finances or I want to talk business like I can't call my home girl up and be like girl like, let me tell you about this new savings investment account I learned about yeah. you know and it's like everybody want to be rich and everybody want to be rich everybody want to be rich everybody wants to be rich but nobody has a plan on how they're going to get there mm. nobody knows what steps they're going to take and, and and sometimes sometimes I feel like it's ignorance and, and I play both sides I say play both sides because it's one thing that we haven't been taught one yeah. thing that we not been taught like you know i've never been taught my and the reason i can't blame my mom she's never been taught her mom never been taught so so i don't i say that you know it's not our fault in that sense mm -hmm. but it becomes our fault when you become an adult of age and you're able and the knowledge is out there and you're able to obtain it and you kind of just because you don't know it you don't care to find out or you don't care to learn mm -hmm. and then we say oh well it's the people's fault that they didn't teach it to us but at some point, you're 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 if you decide to go to college. People, we all decided to go to college. You decide to take that step of furthering your education. But why not further your financial education? Take the steps to okay. learn what things you can do to become financially stable or become that rich person that you want to be. Because it's not gonna fall from the sky. And exactly. it damn sure ain't gonna come from the nine to five. I'm saying that now. Exactly. It ain't okay. So, so the only way to become in charge of your financial life is becoming in charge of your financial life and stop blaming other people. And, and it's like, I, I got into a conversation with somebody about this because like I, I would be, and I love to play devil's advocate. 
I love to play devil's advocate because you know she the person I was talking to they're like oh but our ancestors stole this from us da, 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 which is true which is true but ain't nothing stolen from you right now like this is this free country 2022 America anything you want to know it's at, at your fingertips Perhaps. so why, what, what, what have you Googled recently to learn about saving? What have you Googled yeah. recently to learn about building your credit? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stopping you. Google ain't stopping you from typing in because you're black. That's we passed those times. Mm-hmm. So at some point, we have to take the accountability as for why we don't learn, why we don't want to learn, why we don't want to learn, you know, mm-hmm. or why we don't want to be where we say we want to be. Exactly. That, and, that's my, and that's my take on it. Yeah. No, definitely. I like that. And at the end of the day, you said in the beginning of the interview, you worked at these banks, you got information, you took bits and pieces, yeah. action, you know what I'm saying? At the and end yeah, of the day, talk to me. I, I put myself out there. Like, exactly. none, of these people, banks, none of these customers are walking in like, let me tell you about my financial exactly. life. Exactly. Get there. Exactly. No, I asked questions. I knew that I'm, I'm not financially educated and I have no problem with making that clear to these people. Like, I, I don't know. Can you explain to me? Can you help me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes by just opening your mouth, you will be surprised doors that open for you. Yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that accountability, like you said, is really, really huge. Me it's personally, really you know, I had to take accountability. I invested in different courses. I got the information I got. The information you're putting out, the information I'm putting out. There's no excuses why people shouldn't, you know, get you know to what I'm saying? level. So, you know what I'm saying? There's no excuses. Yeah. And like you said, a bunch of people will watch this course and, and not not too many people. Not It might not inspire some people or it may inspire some people, but then some people will just watch it and take it for what it is and still go yeah. back and do what they're doing. They're like, ah, yeah. that was cute. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then that's up, and that's your reasoning, and that's your reasoning. You know what I'm saying? If you ask somebody where they want to be in five years, and they tell you, and then what are your plans to get there? What are you going to do to get there? Like, what's your first step? I don't know. So how are you going to get there? (laughs) Yeah, man. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. It's crazy. Our final, final question before we wrap it up. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) If you could uh, give... You said what? Go ahead. I'm having fun. I live for this. I live for this. I don't... Get to talk to people like this. I'm telling you, like a lot of people, yeah. I don't, I'm not hanging circles where I, I talk to people. And you know, that's why I love podcasts. I yeah, watch yeah. podcasts all day on YouTube. Yeah. My way from in the house, and we watch podcasts. I live yeah. for this, so I'm, yeah. I'm having fun. <laughs> definitely, definitely, I appreciate. It. We appreciate your time. Uh, final question: If you can give the listeners, it could be about Airbnb, it could be about credit, but just like a final gem that you want to leave us with. Um. Ooh. Okay, I want to say, before, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't want to end it on Airbnb because Airbnb is, is one of the many steps to, to becoming financially free or, mm, or you know, uh-huh. doing your own thing, yeah. but it all like starts that. with your credit. Yeah. It all starts with your credit. Um, and, and that is a super, super important thing. Like, you know, whether you want to invest, whether you want to buy a house, even get an apartment. Like, you know, a lot of the nice things we want to do, get nice cars and stuff, rely on our credit. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's something in our common knowledge we know. We know that that okay, yeah. everything I want to do in life replies on my credit, and a lot of the time we don't care until it's that time to get that car, get that apartment, get that house, and it's like I'm scrambling to see what I could do. You know what I'm saying? Um, and a lot of the time, before you even try to work on fixing your credit, just learn about credit. Like, mm. open up a book, open up Google, go to YouTube, learn the basics of credit. Learn, learn the the because you will be surprised. It's really not hard to maintain your credit and keep up with your credit. It's just in our in our mind, we've been taught that oh, credit is a bad thing. Stay away from credit and stuff, you know. And that's another thing within our black community. Like I've had so many people there, like yeah, my mom and my family, they always told me like stay away from credit. What? Yeah. <laughs> and like, and that's true. Like they tell you like yeah, that credit is a bad thing. Credit gets you in debt. No, you get yourself in debt. 
Fact. We have to hold ourselves accountable. Credit doesn't put you in debt. You put yourself in debt. You get that credit card. You max it out. You think that you just got free money and you never have to pay it back. That's not credit's fault. That's your fault. So so I, I want whoever is listening to take the accountability. Take that, that first word, accountability. Take the accountability and, and learn about your credit. Learn about what you can do to repair your credit. Learn what you can do to build your credit. My teenagers, if you have children, please. Even if you couldn't get it right, and you still, if you feel like it's too late for you, if you have children, when they turn 18, they can, they, they can start. And, you know, I always say it's easier to build credit than it is to repair, always. So if, if you can get your children on the right foot and get them started on the right path from the time they're 18, do that. You know what I'm saying? Or, and, you know, learn about it so that you can teach them. Because even if it's not about what you don't know, it's about what you're go- you want to know and what you're going to learn, you know. Any knowledge you obtain, you're able to pass down to the next person across the street, your child, this person, that person. Be that person for somebody in your life. You know what I'm saying? Be that person for yourself. Um, you know, take the accountability to learn whatever there is to there is that you don't know. Whatever you don't know, learn. I'm trying. I'm till this day trying to learn things that I don't know because there's so much that we don't know, and these are the things that are gonna make us rich. These are the things you know what I'm saying that are gonna keep the money flowing in the things you don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say. There y'all have it. We appreciate you. Ayana, can you tell the people how we can find you? Yes, guys. So you can find me on my Instagram. So my business Instagram account is the success shop underscore the success shop. Okay. It's called the success shop because everything you do and we're going to be successful. Okay. We are the shop of successful things. Okay. Right. Um, and then my personal Instagram is c.e.o underscore yana ceo yana um and you guys can follow me on both pages and um i'm i'm so excited about meeting any new followers that you know that i meet from here because i don't know any of your followers so you know yeah. I'm, I'm excited to meet you guys i definitely definitely appreciate it with that being said y'all have a blessed one have a blessed night guys Thanks so much for listening to the Cap Podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. If you got beneficial information, shout us out on social media. Uh, send us a review. You know, let us know. Hopefully everything's good with you. If you have not got the free Cat Credit Literacy course, go ahead and text the word course to 914-353-4741. Again, that is 914-353-4741. You've listened to the episode. If you haven't gotten the free course, now it's time to take action. Y'all have a blessed one.